0: Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy, daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the Board Sports, unique sports coverage.
1: Hey, one play at a time, huh? Play for each other, love y'all. Hey. Enjoy it today. Control the emotion, it's gonna be live. But we're gonna make it even live, here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. two yeah. three. Baby, needs some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. We got one goal, let's win. You shoot, I shoot with you. Here we go, win on three. One two three. The bills make me wanna Show. Kick your heels up and Show. Throw your hands up and Show. Throw your hands now, the bills are making it happen. Now, now. Buffalo's happening. Now, yeah. ah! Woo! Woo! I right, victory on one, victory on one. Yeah. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sunday, it is another Bills. Football Sunday. The Bills are seven and two for the first time since 1993, and we are living in an alternate time zone where the Bills are good and the Patriots suck. But no, I digress. Uh, I am, of course, Pat G, joined by Stephanie. We are across the Bills, bringing you all the up-to-date news and opinions of the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia. Thank you for joining us. And we're coming off an exciting statement win last week versus the Seattle Seahawks, where the Bills offense showed out and showed up, finally. For the first time in a few weeks, they just put pedal to the metal and put their foot on Seattle's throat and stayed on it, unlike what we had seen in previous weeks and games. Now, of course, you watching the game, what was your opinion of that for them first couple of drives?
0: Um, I thought it was, I was, I was feeling pretty good about how the game was going. Um, but you never know once you hit the third quarter, as we know in the past, but, um, I was feeling pretty confident, uh, going into it.
1: Yes. Now I will say this, it was it a- shocking that the bills came out and threw, As much as they did, absolutely not. You're facing a Seattle team that has one of the worst, if not the worst, pass defense in the league. And it showed. Josh Allen and Brian Dayball came out and attacked it. They they only ran the ball three times the entire first half. And one of the runs was by Josh Allen. And it wasn't until the third and fourth quarter that you started you started seeing the ball getting handed off more and then what was funny is after the game Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seahawks was like, hey our game plan was to shut down the run. Like when they didn't run we just didn't adjust fast enough. I'm like when I heard that I was just like did you only watch the Patriots game last week, the week before? Like, is that your only game film that you watched? Because you you would think an offense featuring Stefan Diggs and John Brown is going to be an offense that throws the ball.
0: Yeah, so adding on to that, I think, you know, in the past we had the mindset, I mean, the Legion of... of, of boom, is no no more. Yes. And uh, this is a completely different defense that everyone's now accustomed to in terms of Seattle. Um, and we just used our passing attack. And also, you know, our defense showed up because Russ turned over the ball like four times, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson did have four turnovers, uh, two interceptions, two fumbles. Now... While everybody was celebrating the defense and everything, yes, do I love the fact that the def- that the Buffalo Bills defense from 2019 showed up, where they were disguising coverages, forcing Russell Wilson to make bad throws, bad reads, blitzing out, blitzing out of nowhere, fantastic. But the fact that you still gave up 400 plus yards and thirty 30- and thirty plus points not you you'll take the good with the bad like you yeah. ha, you have to like it wasn't a dominating it was not a dominating performance like everybody on twitter was claiming it was it really wasn't the first half was dominating yes but at, but the second half they eased off they eased up a little bit and, and everything plus had the seven trips to the red zone turned into seven touchdowns total instead of uh, four touchdowns and three field goals then i would have i would have said yes it was a dominating performance because at, because the bills put up 49 points they scored seven touchdowns every time they got inside the the 20 yard line but the thing is, is also what that what the defense did was something that you wish they would have done against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and even Ryan Tannehill and the and the Titans is don't let the QB break containment. They kept Russell Wilson in the pocket. Russell Wilson was not allowed to run free and around. Whether it was Jerry Hughes, whether it was Quentin Jefferson, whether it was Ed Oliver, whether it was who whoever was on the defensive line, A.J. Klein, with the blitzing, the cornerbacks, the safety blitzes, they did not allow Russell Wilson to buy time and extend plays to find Tyler Lockett or D.J. Metcalf. Now, it... <clears throat> Like, everybody was like, oh, dominating performance. I was like,
0: eh, not... Yes, but not really. Not really.
1: Like, it, it was... The Bills' defensive game was what they did last year. Um, Sean McDermott Leslie Frazier came in with a great plan. They played QB contain. They 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 held their coverages. They zoned... They, they hid their blitzes because... I'm sorry, both of the sacks that A.J. Klein had, the man came in unblocked. He came in free. And we saw that tons of time last year with with the defense when you'd see Lorenzo Alexander come in, or you'd see Matt Milano come in, or you'd see one of the safeties come in. It was very nice to see that kind of defense once again. And... It's going to be, if they can play that same kind of defense today against Arizona, it's going to be solid, but it's going to be a challenge because Kyler Murray is a little bit, he's not as big as Russell Wilson, and he's a little bit more shiftier. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a challenge. Now, do you believe, now, do you think the Bills are going to come out like, Running gun pa- passing attack today, or you think they're going to try to play conservative a little bit and run the ball? Considering Arizona, considering Arizona's had issues against the run defense, and because they yeah. have they have a very uh, they have very good coverage linebackers, so it, it's you might have to change up your attack because of that.
0: Right, and I think um, the cards they have now a fully healthy secondary i looked into that and i'm a little concerned about that so yeah i think we need to establish a running attack
1: Yeah, I I do know that the Cardinals like to play a little bit more man defense versus zone defense, so that might benefit the Bills like it did the first four weeks of the season, because for the first four weeks of the season, a lot of teams were playing man defense against them, so they were beating them with, like, in routes and slants and crosses and, and everything. You might see a return to that. Plus, plus, it's the John Brown revenge game. So,
0: oh, I was gonna bring that up. I have that in my notes.
1: Yeah, it, I was it, gonna
0: tweet that out.
1: It, it's the John. It's the it's the John Brown revenge game. It's the Andre Robert Andre Roberts revenge game because both both players started with the Cardinals. Like it, it, it's it's fantastic. Um, but going back to the Bill Seahawks game, yes. Was I? I was amazed at the job that they did against the Seattle passing attack. Um, <laughs> Levi Wallace and Taron Johnson have earned my trust back. So to, over the last few weeks, because in the beginning of the season, both cornerbacks were just getting burned and roasted and over the past few weeks both Levi Wallace when he's been in the lineup and Taron Johnson have been playing a lot better and they've helped solidify solidify that P- that pass defense a little bit. They're not getting beat as much. Now of course today you're you're going to have you're having a good matchup because Unlike the Seahawks, where you got to match up against Matt Calf and Lockett, it, today it's matching up against DeAndre Hopkins and the rest of the Cardinals' offense. And, of course, we all know what's going to happen. Tredavious White's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins pretty much the entire game. So that's going to leave you Levi Wallace on Cameron Kirk and Taryn Johnson on Isabella it, and of course, I believe that there's a possibility of Kenyon Drake playing in a while. I I haven't seen any update on it just yet.
0: Yeah. I um, heard it was a game time decision. Yeah, so, game time yeah.
1: game time decision. So you're not gonna you're not gonna know about that until probably closer to game time closer to that four PM game that four PM game time. And what's interesting with the fact that is DJ, DK Metcalf is just a, is just a freak, a freak of nature. Like,
0: his body is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, his body is. Like, the, Tredavious White did everything he possibly could to shut him down, and the man still, the man still had a decent game. Like, but it wasn't something that went off the chains Um, I do, I do want to see the defense clear up, uh, the issue of broken coverages, and because that David that David Moore touchdown was bad. Did you did you see the replay of that when they showed the replay? replay the david moore the david the david moore touchdown the 55 like the 55 oh, yard bomb yeah, yeah. and you, they yeah. they showed you the the sky the sky camera and you see yeah. david moore and taryn johnson's on him and taryn johnson just literally stops to play like his zone and da- dude just keeps running
0: yeah,
1: those fans were not happy about that. <laughs> I was like I was like, what do you, you why did you let him keep running? But then it was made up with the Trey White interception because you have Trey White covering the tight end. Right. And he breaks off the tight end and the tight end's waving his arms and Russell Wilson's just like, nah, I'm gonna throw it to DK and Trey Davis White just out of nowhere. <laughs> Like that like when that interception happened, I was like, that's why Tredavious White is getting paid the money that he's getting paid. To make yep. play to make plays like that. But We made the right decision. Oh, absolutely. Now of course, coming off the win, the Bills move to seven and two. They solidify themselves in the AFC East a little bit more, even though the Miami Dolphins have suddenly decided to become the Miami Dolphins and with two with Tua two quarterback, and mm-hmm. they're making noise. But um, it wasn't until after the game that the Bills fans and everyone found out that Josh Allen was actually playing with a very heavy heart now. Set. It was reported that sat Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, Saturday night, Josh Allen had lost his grandmother, and Sean McDermott gave Josh Allen the option to play or not. And Josh Allen was like, "Nah, I'm gonna play. Like, I'm gonna play. Like, I uh, he he chose to play. Which big ups to Josh Allen, and a big ups to Josh Allen." For wanting to play and going out and having the game that he did. And of course, his grandmother, Patricia Allen. And then it started on Reddit. Um, Somebody on Reddit made the post of Uh -uh. because of his grandmother passing, we should donate to Oshai. They should, everybody, Bill's Mafia should donate to Oshai Children's Hospital in increments of $17. And it just. Within six hours it was already at like a hundred grand. And yeah (laughs) as of this morning at nine thirty from just shy of twenty five thousand eight hundred donations, they've raised a total of five hundred and sixty-seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-three
0: dollars. And counting.
1: And counting. And what was funny is what was great about it is they made the update a couple of days ago where they were at 483,000 and Josh Allen himself said was like, "Oh my god, count me in for 17,000 to make it a, a even 500 grand, half a million dollars." And I'm just like and that and then Josh Allen comes out and makes the statement of he, he want he he's a bill for life. He wants to be a bill for life. Like this this is the only team he he wants to play for. And when he made those comments, I just thought about back to when they drafted him. Everybody was like, he's got raw talent. We don't know if he can be the face of the franchise. We don't know if he can be the franchise QB. And here we are three years later and the man is dropping $17,000 on a donation that was fan started and going, yo, this is my team. This is where I want to be with for the rest of my career. For however long his career lasts, like the the and the the love and admiration that the Bills fans have for this man is phenomenal. Like I haven't seen that kind of love and admiration for a quarterback since Jim Kelly. Mhm. And it it's just it now seems with Josh Allen at the helm. That Buffalo is slowly turning into a destination where you might be able to lure bigger free agents. Absolutely. B- because they see the culture. They see the play. And not saying not saying Brandon Mead's gonna go out there and hand a crap ton of money to whoever, but you're now you're now getting that you're now erasing that stigma of Buffalo is a place to play for everybody and also the Bills Mafia and Bills fans were not only about breaking tables. Thank you. This is the third year in a row. Okay? 3rd year in a row that Bills fans have come together out of nowhere to rate to raise a ton of money for donate for a charity. Um Twenty seventeen, it was Andy Dalton. Uh, Twenty eighteen, it was Poncha Ponchabilla and the all the the school supplies for the kids in Buffalo and Dallas and El Paso. And then, of mm. course, th- of course this year, this year you have the the more, You have the charity with for Josh Allen's grandmother. Like it, it's now getting to the point where. I've started to see less and less uh, posts about Bills fans jumping through tables and more about the fact that as a community and as a fan base, like, yo, we are here to support everybody and everything while repping the hell out of our home team. And. You
0: know, it- it does live up to the city's motto of uh, the city of good neighbors.
1: That's true. That 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 that's very that's very true. Buffalo is known as the city of good neighbors. But this is the thing is not all these donations are coming from people that live in Buffalo. Like This is true. They're coming from just Buffalo Bills fans around the country whether they be in whether they're in California, Arizona, South Dakota, Wyoming, Texas, Ohio, New York, wherever Bill's fans may be, like that's where these donations are coming from. And it's the thing of they were um they were talking about it on a segment on GR the other on WGR here in Buffalo when I was going into work the other morning. Is with the whole COVID nineteen situation, um, how you haven't really had you can't do the road trips and this season this season alone would have been fantastic for like road trips for fans because right. it was Vegas and Arizona and Tennessee and. San Francisco and what and whatnot, and not to mention how fun the home games would be right now. Like the home games would be fantastic right now. Um, but
0: the tailgates would be epic.
1: Oh yeah, the tailgates. Yeah, the tailgates alone would be epic, and it's just the thing of. I I want with everything that came out of what happened with Josh Allen's grandmother and condolences to the Allen family and everything is I want people to start realizing that the bills fans and bills team are just not about breaking tables and, and whatnot, whatever stigmata that the bills have had and bills fans have had for the past 10, 15, 20 years, that's gone. That's getting erased. And like they post, like they the the image that I shared a couple of weeks ago where they're like, the last time the bills were 7 2 or 1993 and they made the super bowl or whatever. And I made the comment of, like, eh, you know what? What if this is just some weird way of start of starting a, a four year run where the bills are just dominant?
0: That'd be awesome.
1: And but instead of losing four straight, they win four straight, like and not to mention how much of a slap in the face would that be to Patriots fans where the Patriots the Patriots tried to win four straight and couldn't do it and the Bills all of a sudden do it especially the starting the year after the Patriots have have seemingly just started to destruct themselves yeah, they're imploding. Like it, it's, and what and what's and what's even what's even more fun is last week Sunday night when the Buccaneers played the Saints. Like Bills fans were going, it's a great day when the Bills win. The Patriots, the Patriots, like are not doing good, and Tom Brady gets blown out. Like the 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 man. Nothing against Tom Brady. I'm I'm going to say this, as a football as a quarterback in the NFL, he's one of the best, okay? <laughs> was it was it crap that he got that he got laid, put on a team in the AFC East? Yes, it was, okay? But he's moved on to another team. I really don't care about Tom Brady anymore. I'm like, eh, whatever. Like have the career your career's what it is. But like just the pure hatred for that man that Bills fans have still it's hilarious to me
0: I've moved on to be honest
1: yeah like
0: it, it, he doesn't live rent free in my head
1: so. <clears throat> no like there's like the minute that the minute that it was it was shown that Tom Brady was going to elect a free agency I was like alright cool you, you're just I don't have to worry about you anymore Good and ridden and what's and what's even and what's even more about that is now you see how important he was to New England and that system. They're just they just don't have it. Um, though I am, uh, somebody made the tweet of the, with the way the Jets with the way the Jets and Patriots are playing this season. Uh they both could end up with with very viable young quarterbacks in Trevor Lawrence and Ju- and Justin Fields. Yep. And I'm just like I don't want to think about that. No. No. I don't want to think about that. Uh and, and what was funny is uh I watched something on Twitter this morning um about the Jets is if the Jets end up drafting Trevor Lawrence uh, what is that gonna do with it and the person said yeah that that they should if they have the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence they shouldn't hold back on doing so but you better make you better make damn sure that you have the right coach in place where at because she brought up the situation that the team that the Bills play today Arizona they drafted Josh Rosen things obviously weren't working because of whatever the reason they went out and drafted Kyler Murray brought in uh, brought in the brought in Cliff Singery and things have, things obviously are clicking and I'm just like well Adam Gase is still there so I'm not worried <laughs>
0: okay, how long do you think it will be before Adam Gase gets fired?
1: oh oh um <sighs>
0: there's gotta be some speculation
1: yeah there there's speculation beyond belief and everything but it seems like he's gonna get to the end of the year I I think if the Jets go and 16 they're there you have no choice. You have no choice. Cause obviously obvious obviously it's not working. And what's what's weird is what's weird is when the Jets played the Bills that first half, um they made the statement that Adam Gase wasn't making the call play calls. Like he the offensive coordinator was. And you saw how efficient the Jets offense was running. Mm -hmm. So it had to make you wonder, like, okay, had you just given the reins to your offensive coordinator and bit a head coach, you might be in a whole different situation with the Jets right now. But it's similar, it's very similar to the Bills' situation with Sean McDermott, is Sean McDermott, for the most part, allows his coordinators to be his coordinators and work on a game plan and put a game plan together. It's very rare that Sean McDermott takes over, takes reins back. Right. And he will, and so far, the I, the only time I've seen McDermott take the reins back is when the defense wasn't playing as well as the defense should. And I yeah, think... I remember that. And... That's it. It's like, listen. I'm the head coach. I'm supposed to oversee everything and make sh- and make keep things running in the in the wheel in the wheel. Um, but I do bring up the COVID nineteen situation, which the Bills were affected by. Come with this upcoming game. Um, Josh Norman uh, tested positive. Had a positive test. Had a negative test. Uh, <laughs> I zippity zippity doo like I I I don't know. It was like he had a positive test. He had a negative test. Um, Tyler Croft and a couple other players might have been in contact with him, so they didn't make the trip. Didn't make the trip at all, and everything. And what's funny? What's funny is. Um, the whole COVID nineteen situation, and like I said, it it is where cases are on the rise, and states are looking to try to circumvent things and make make adjustments to shut down and stuff. I know here in New York, they here in the state of New York, they decided to do restaurants and bars close at ten p.m. Right. Um. I'm not sure what they're doing up by you in Boston, Massachusetts. They're doing
0: the same exact thing. Yes. Same exact yeah. thing.
1: Um, but it's hilarious. Like I'm looking on Twitter, and you're seeing the the highlights from like <laughs> the stadiums of like Carolina and Cleveland, and and these the these stadiums having fan like having
0: Hard Rock Stadium too
1: yeah like having like having fans in the stadium the stands and i i don't know if you've seen it because i i see it probably due to the fact that i follow a lot more people like from cleveland ohio um the other night there was video from like the general manager of one of the bars that i've gone to a handful of times in Cleveland called the barley house and like you see the waitresses have masks but like all the people that are in the bar all the like customers no mask whatsoever and they're standing right next to each other and they're just like going on about their day yeah and I'm just like I'm like people you not understand the nonsense that we're that we are facing in the world right now like why why are we doing these things and there's just, there's just like the, the constant talk about, about shut, uh, about shutdowns again and everything. I'm just like, listen, I was like, don't take this away from me. I'm like, the bill, the bills are seven and two. the bills are good. Don't take it away.
0: I know. <laughs> Go figure. So we're not going to put an asterisk on this season though.
1: No, no. listen. Listen, if the if the Los Angeles Dodgers can win a championship and not get and not get an Astros put next to their thing, then the Bills can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but that, but
0: all I had to take was a pandemic.
1: But uh, yeah, but I'm gonna say this: like, on the off, knock on wood off hypothetical chance that the Bills win the Super Bowl. I, I I don't know how Buffalo I don't know how the city of Buffalo would react.
0: Oh god, it would become a super spreader event.
1: It probably would. Oh my god, like <sighs> No, I know what would happen is Bills fan Bills fan because the Super Bowl would actually – because the Super Bowl is usually the beginning of February, so it's still cold enough here in Buffalo. No, I guarantee you Bills fans would go out in full, like, Bills gear, like, Zubas and boots and everything, but they'd have, like, the – they'd have the, like, over – the overall the overhead ski mask on. Yes. Like, it – like, everybody would be wearing their mask and everything and, and – Like, the some, mask
0: that uh, Andy Reid wears. Yes. That clear – Mask.
1: Yeah, like uh, everybody would be wearing some kind of mask, bec- but we would just be r- rampaging through the streets in in excitement and fun. Oh man, sir! Like I, I, I've, I still hold, I still hold true to my statement that if the Bills or Sabers ever win a championship, that you're going to see the scene from the end of Bruce Almighty. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Like the ending scene, like that ending scene where the where the city is completely being rioted and fires are everywhere. That's literally going to be Buffalo, New York in real life. That that that's going to be Buffalo in real life. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of the situations where it, it's rough because the COVID nineteen situation has finally hit the bills. Um, and Josh- it would
0: be a good feel good story, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am. I am curious to see, because what it does is it opens. I know Dawson Knox comes back today. Dawson Knox comes back today. Um, a lot of people are. A lot of people are not expecting the passing game to do much against care, uh, especially the tight end position against Arizona, because Arizona has very decent coverage linebackers. I, to be honest i think the key the key to stopping arizona is doing the same thing you did to seattle and keeping kyler murray in the pocket yep don't let make kyler murray beat you with his arm don't let him beat you with his legs and it seems like i don't know what I don't know ever since ever since that Chiefs game ever since the Titans and Chiefs games it has seen that the Bills are starting to play more are starting to keep quarterbacks in the pocket more and it's forced and the pass rush has improved <clears throat> Jerry Hughes Jerry Hughes the last two games has has just been phenomenal like, I don't know what got into him, but he's been phenomenal. Um, it, it just, it, and last week against the Seahawks, it was probably the best game that Tremaine Edmonds had all year, which was great, and that's the type of, that's what you need. And
0: Wasn't he suffering from a injury though? So that kind of you know what probably I, I think his play. Yeah,
1: like I think he's been dealing with a so, like a shoulder or ankle yeah. or some kind of injury, and it just seems like if he's completely healthy and can play that style of game, then that defense just is that much better. And also, <laughs> also AJ Klein, this just the AJ Klein game. Yo, AJ Klein, just just what you did last week do again today like that's it that's all that's my only wish like don't don't go back to sucking like don't go back to being AJ Klein of like three weeks ago stay AJ Klein of versus, uh, versus Seattle um that that's my only that's my only request now with Air, with Arizona, what what are your kind what are your kind of keys to the game today?
0: Okay, so I want to bring up our run defense. Yes. Um, and I had tweeted out. I had a bit of a dilemma because I, you know, as you know, I play fantasy football, and I had to start Chase Edmonds, and I'm hoping he can just get the bare minimum, and I'm hoping the uh, uh, Bills contain him. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's always conflicting when you start against an opposing team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's always, that's always, it's always the situation, especially, especially with the situation of Kenyon Drake, because if Kenyon yep. Drake can start, if, um, if he's, if he's able to start today, you're going to get a, you're going to see a mix of both Drake and Ed, and Edmonds. Like you're you're going to see a mix of you're going to see a mix of those two guys. Um, plain it, plain and simple. Like you're going to see a mix of those two guys. Uh, now, it. I know, I know with the Bill the Bills run defense. I know last week they i Seattle Seattle couldn't really run the ball because they were behind they were behind immediately from the from the get go um, yep but it's going to be interesting because like i said you not only have to worry about the Seattle the Arizona run game you have to worry about the fact that Kyler Murray can run the ball <laughs> and that's the thing you you gotta you gotta you gotta contain Kyler Murray if you can contain the Kyler Murray you're, you're gonna be good you're gonna be golden That that's my opinion on it um but to as far as prediction for the game I don't think that it's gonna be the 40 some odd points that the Bills scored last week
0: mhm
1: I think you're gonna see more of a you're going to see like 30 I think you might see 31 20 24 like it's going to it's going to be bills, it, or cards? bills you're it's going to be close like I, okay. I like it, it's you're going to see the bills win by at least seven it's not going to be a double digit win it's going to be at least by seven so 31 24 24 17 38 31 like it's going to be it's going to be in that kind of realm
0: Yeah, I have my prediction. Bills twenty-eight, Cards twenty-one. So I have the same mindset. Same down by touchdown.
1: Yeah, like
0: I think I, it's gonna be close though.
1: It, yeah, it's gonna be close. Like I still <laughs> be a nail grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still, as as well as the defense played last week, I still don't trust them completely because oh, no. <laughs> whereas. The defense last year in 2019 was only giving up only giving up like 250 to 350 yards a game. The defense this year is giving up three 300 to 400 a game, if not more. So I don't have the full trust in the Bills defense yet. If the Bills defense comes out and they shut. Arizona down and forced and forced turnovers, then I'll go, okay, you guys fixed your you fixed whatever the issues were. You guys are good. We're gonna make a run. We're gonna make a run. And what what hurt what hurts me what hurts is the fact that you've already lost to Kansas City we lost to Kansas City which which to be honest at the beginning of the year a lot of us were pegging that to be a loss anyway. Yep. Now what I would I lo- uh, what I would love to see is the Bills get the Bills continue this winning streak and everything and they get to Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. Because if they can beat Pittsburgh and because i'm sorry i don't believe pittsburgh is as dominant as they think they are or has shown because i watched that dallas game last week dallas had them for 75% of that game and
0: dallas is a dumpster fire right now
1: exactly so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> dallas had dallas had them for like 75% of that game And it wasn't until Dallas started just doing dumb things that cost them that game. Right. So, like honestly, the bill, the Bills at best are going to finish with the three seed. They're going to finish at the three seed in the AFC. Now. What I love to see them beat Pittsburgh. Like, what I love to see Pittsburgh roll, roll, roll in, roll in, roll in here, still undefeated, and the Bills drop their first loss on them. Oh, absolutely. Because I can't stand the Steelers. I've never liked Pittsburgh. <laughs> Ever.
0: Steelers fans can be a little obnoxious. Maybe a lot of obnoxious, I should say. You know what? They can be kind of arrogant.
1: You know what? I, I I am best I am best friends with the Steelers fan and it's not that he's oh. eric, he's not that not that he's arrogant about the the fact that he's a Steelers fan. He just when they're doing good, you hear everything, but they were not doing when they're not doing so good, you you hear nothing.
0: Oh, they go they go quiet.
1: Like yeah. The I
0: wonder what it was like last year.
1: Oh, oh. We beat them. There there he was there was he no was word. In Dark Road. There was no word. There were no words last year. Cause he are he, like he he knew he knew the season was bad the minute Big Ben got hurt. Yeah. But I will say this, with all the with all the MVB the all the MVP talk throughout the league, I'm very shocked that Big Ben hasn't been spoke about. Like he like obviously he's the reason that Pittsburgh's doing so well because I you 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 have any other quarterback in that spot I don't think Pittsburgh's 9-0 I I don't I don't see them as being 9-0 like you have any other quarterback in that in that spot they're not 9-0 so it's it's definitely going to be an interesting thing um but of course Bill's fans are now we don't know what to do with ourselves because the game's not till 4pm uh-huh. and it's like I'm just going to watch on Twitter like people are going to like I'm watching football but it's not Buffalo
0: yeah I mean the inactives haven't been released yet
1: no the, in- the inactives normally don't get released for the 4pm games until about 2.30 yep so
0: keep keeping
1: my eye out for that yeah like I'm keeping an eye out for that because I I do have I do have Kenyon Drake in a couple of leagues oh
0: the
1: couple the couple of leagues that I have him in though are he's usually my he's like my third running back so I'll use him I'll like have I'll drop him in if like I need a flex if I need a flexer to cover a bye like he's not yeah. been my st- he's not been my starter like I kind of really don't like when you when you got the running back from Washington and Jacksonville that are having very st- st- very decent seasons I'm I'm, o- I'm okay with, with the though I will say this the benefit that the Bills playing at 4pm is at least get, I get to watch a Panthers game oh yeah so there, there's that.
0: Relax relaxed for a little bit. Oh yeah, and they're playing the Bucks. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'll be uh, monitoring that.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be. I I have it on. I'll have it on. I'll have it on. I have it on t. I have it on just to be as background noise because I'm gonna be sitting here doing homework after throwing up the podcast. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it it it's like I can just imagine Twitter's going the way, like this. The waiting memes until 4 p.m. It's like. It is one PM. What are, what are we? What are we doing with ourselves? And isn't our buy end? coming up? Uh, next week.
0: So we have a buy. Yes. So, what are we gonna do then?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bill. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> we'll figure it out.
1: Actually, wait. Hold on.
0: Take a little break.
1: When, when is the? I think the buy. I think there's. I think their buy week is next week. Right. I'm
0: fairly
1: I'm fairly certain they by bi- I'm fairly certain their by bi- is next week. Um Yes, they're yeah, they're, they're yeah they they do have a bye week next week and then we are back hosting the, the Chargers. And then Yep, it's bye week ho- home versus the Chargers Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football against San Francisco Sunday Night Football versus Pittsburgh um, at Denver Monday Night Football at New England and then hosting the, the Dolphins so three of the last five games that the Bills have are primetime games wow two Monday a Sunday Night Game and two Monday Night Games
0: Well, right now, we're undefeated playing on Sundays.
1: We are. We are. We are. Um,
0: so we need to turn the tide
1: a little bit. Well, we get, we get, we get a, when they play the Niners on that Monday, that Monday night game, the Niners aren't going to be the Niners. So, because <laughs> yeah. all, because all the injuries that the Niners have. Mm-hmm. So, but um, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, Thank you for. As always, for listening, tuning in, uh, check us out on Twitter at Across Bills. Of course, check out my my Twitter page, the 83 Stuffy's page, Stuffy Tweets, um, and of course, check out Across the Board Sports and all the great content they will put out because it's a great group of people that cover sports from all sides of things from us here with bills to the Browns to m- much more, much more and everything. But thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us as always for stuffy. I'm patchy. This has been across the bills and we will see you next week.